Welcome to Today Forward, a teaching ministry to help you begin living a life of victory starting today. Scripture says, forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. As you hear the Word of God and receive your own understanding, you'll become equipped to put the past behind you and move today forward. And now here's Terry and Mitch. Well, there's a wealth of information in the book of James that uh, we'll be discussing. Yeah, sure is. And we'll be discussing trials, temptations, the mind, our thoughts. We'll be discussing discernment, the power of words and tongue, oh, our man. tongue. Oh, boy. <laughs> and we'll be talking about faith and works. There's just a host of things in there that we'll be discussing to enlighten our walk with the Lord and help us to realize that we now have victory through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. And we can never forget this, right? that we have the power of God that gives us this power and authority to overcome any trial, any temptation. And we just need to come to an understanding of this and reprogram our minds to this. Yes, we're wanting to get a better understanding as individuals and then hopefully that People will begin to grasp more and more of that power of God that's in them. And we're in this process of gaining knowledge and reading the Word, having it get down in us, and let the Holy Spirit of God that's in us give us revelation as to what He's trying to tell us through His Word. There's so much here, and we'll just thank God for the opportunity to share. Well, I'll start with James chapter 1, starting with the first verse. James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. Verse 2, My brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. James is writing this letter to the twelve tribes of Israel. And he's writing to believers. Yes, they he's, are believers. They, they're scattered all over, and there are the... But they are believers. Yeah, they're Jewish believers. Yes. In the Lord. Right. And they're going through some trials. They're going through uh, persecution. And the persecution comes from not only the non-believers. It came from the Roman Empire. It came from the Jewish people who were not believers. That's correct. That were persecuting them. And so what he's doing here, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he's trying to encourage them, isn't he? He's trying to give them edification, exhortation, and comfort. That's what the Holy Spirit brings into our lives. It is. And that's what we need to remember. This is the function of the Holy Spirit, is to give us edification, exhortation, and comfort in our life. That's the function of the Holy Spirit. He was writing probably to some new believers, and probably some people who have believed a while, too. You know, they were in the middle of temptations and trials, and the new believers were being told that these things are going to come sometimes through people, but all inspired by Satan, who is the the ruler of this earth. The author of all this, isn't he? Yeah, he's the author of all evil. So he was trying to begin to get the new believers to understand what's going to happen and what they had inside of them, how to speak and all those things. So... This is for us today, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. It's it is. for us today as believers who maybe have gotten wrong teaching or as brand new believers and who want now to serve the Lord with all their heart, mind, will, emotion. But 
right teaching and revelation from the Word of God has to come from the Holy Spirit in us. But he's telling us in this book how to begin to do this. Yes. One of the things I'd like to discuss is the joy. We misunderstand this word sometimes. My brother counted all joy when you fall into various trials. The joy he's talking about is one of the fruit of the Spirit. That's it. That we have within us. That fruit of the Spirit of joy is knowing that I have power mm. and authority mm. through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within me to overcome any trial that, that's in my life. Now, that trial may be, you just name the trial because I won't name it. Because we all go through tri daily trials you because bet. of daily life. You because might we're being tempted. stub your toe on the, on the divan when you get up in the morning or something. Or, you know, tragedy strikes your family. Anything. Anything. But we don't thank God for the trial. You That's see what right. I'm saying? We thank there you, you go. Thank you, Jesus, because I have this trial in my life. That's not what he's talking about. It's talking about the joy of knowing you have victory in your life through all the trials and temptations that will come against us throughout our daily life. This is why Jesus came, was to pay the price for sin and then to give us victory through the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome the trials. Overcome. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He overcame. Hallelujah. Yes. Verse 3. Now that the testing of your faith produces patience. Another fruit. Yes. Actually, there's two, is there not? <laughs> yeah. You have faith and you have patience here. So we've mentioned three fruit of the Spirit right here already, did yes. we not? Yes. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. New American Standard says endurance. Mm. Endurance. We're running the race. We're enduring. But it's all in joy. The word testing means dependency on God. You have this power within you to give you the ability to have dependency on God through whatever trial you go through. That's why it said of your faith, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, knowing I have a dependency on God through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within me, that gives me the faith. I have faith in God's Word. I have faith in believing that I have the power to overcome through the power of the Holy Spirit. And by this faith, it now produces patience. A patience is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Patience is self-control. So I now have faith that I can overcome any temptation through faith, believing God's Word, and I have patience through self-control. So, Mitch, wait a minute here. I'm a new believer, and I was told I'm saved by grace. I'm complete in Him. Seems like the scripture here is telling me I got to do something. No. Okay. You're saved by grace. We're not talking about salvation now. We're talking to ha about having a victorious life. Reaching out for that salvation with faith, believing that it's already done. Yes. You have that salvation experience. You believe by faith. You believe the words that were spoken to you because in Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we're hearing the Word of God today, yes. reading this Word, and it's telling us 
then we need to endure, be steadfast, hang in there, in other words. We have the ability to do this. Yes. We, we have the ability. That's the difference. And I am now, as a new believer, in this process of renewing my mind so that I can overcome the trials and temptations that are presenting yes. itself on a daily basis. Yes. This is precisely what this is all talking about. That's why they call it a faith walk, right? <laughs> yes, it is a faith walk. Yes. Because we're wanting to have a dependency upon God for everything. And the way we have that dependency is by the power of the Holy Spirit, understanding it lives within us. It gives us guidance and direction. It leads our life if we allow it. This is how you have a victorious life. If you allow it. If you allow the Holy Spirit. We still Spirit. have that free will then. Yes. God's just awesome to us, isn't he? Wow. As I was studying this word patience, the definition deals with self-control. That means I have the ability now through the power of the Holy Spirit to control my thoughts, to control my self-will. If I program my mind through reading the Word and then listening to the Holy Spirit for guidance and direction through His Word. That's really good. Because we have this power now that lives within us. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we're no longer held captive by Satan. Luke 4.18 We were held captive at one time by Satan, but Jesus came to set us free of this captivity. You just said a word there. Free. We've been given all of this as a gift from God. And now we're beginning to open this free gift. Yes. All of this potential that now lies within us. By renewing our mind, reading the word, being steadfast, knowing that the trials and tribulations may come, there's the joy. That there's I can the, overcome. Yeah, that we can overcome. And then Scripture tells us we've overcome the world because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It's just, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's First John thank 4, you, 4. God. That Amen. is a good scripture to have in our mind. Yes. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Awesome. We are overcomers by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. We can be joyful knowing this trial I'm going through. I have the ability now to overcome this trial. That, that really helps explain this joy now that we have. Yes. It's not this quesarasarah. It's, it's pure joy. To press into the things that God has given us. And, and no matter what happens, we're going to seek that kingdom, press on to that with that joy. We're going to be steadfast. We're going to endure. We're going to count it all joy. Because we have this dependency and this faith in God. Yes. And faith in His Word. That's what we're wanting to grow into is faith in His Word as we read it. The Holy Spirit will build our faith up as we begin to read and get an understanding and a revelation. That's what we want folks to come to is their own revelation of this. Not Mitch or Terry's revelation, but their own revelation, realizing that their faith in God is what's going to set them free. It's going to give them patience, will give them joy in their life. And the Holy Spirit of God that now resides in them is always there, ready to bring out the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. There you go. 
He's wanting to bring this fruit of the Spirit out. This is how you can identify the Holy Spirit working in your life. There you go. And how he's communicating to you through the fruit of the Spirit. Does it demonstrate love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentle meekness, temperance, self-control, patience, all those things in the fruit of the Spirit? In Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Verse 4. I want to drop down because... Sure. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let patience have its perfect work. This is the Holy Spirit. This is talking about the Holy Spirit working in your life. You have to have a dependency on the Holy Spirit. You have to develop this dependency that I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit of God. That's what we need to grow into, is this hearing from the Holy Spirit. Living on the fruit that's in us. Yes. Amplified here in verse 4 says, Let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work. One of the fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. Yes. I want to be long-suffering, learning His Word. I want to endure, be steadfast. And He tells us point blank in verse 5 how we can do this. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. He will give us wisdom. And it's referring back to the trials, isn't it? It's referring back to the joy and the, the faith and the patience. If we seek him for wisdom, remember we go back to the word test? Okay. That's that dependency upon God. That's that, this dependency on the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Realizing I have this ability now through wisdom, God's wisdom. He will reveal this wisdom to me. Isn't this one of the gifts of the Spirit? Sure. Wisdom? Sure. Boy, I'm, gonna, I'm over here and Amplify it again. And it gives this to us with all liberty and ungrudgingly without reproach or fault finding the lord just is pouring it out on us it's there he's blessing us no matter our condition there you go yes because a lot of times we think well i have to have this sin purged out of my life i have to have this out of my life in order to have this liberty or have this blessing that's not true the blessings are already in you the blessings are the fruit of the spirit that live within you that are manifesting should and will be manifesting in your life eventually, if and, you're seeking God. You do that through the reading of the Word, getting that Word down in you, renewing that mind, erasing what's in the old mind, Yes, be it the way you used to live, be it wrong teaching, whatever it is, so that the, that joy and peace and all that stuff can come bubbling out of you now. I have a friend that he says, people just keep coming up to me. And I said, because the Spirit of God is a glow in you. It's just people see it. There's something spiritual about that. Isn't that what happened to Jesus? People were coming and drawing to him. The fruit of the Spirit was flowing through him. That love, that joy, that peace. They always said, there's something different about Jesus. What is it? Well, it's this manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit because people were being held captive by Satan with this ugliness, this evilness, this self-will. And the Spirit that was within the, the person who wasn't saved or didn't have an understanding said, 
I don't, I don't understand this. This is so foreign to us. But now as believers, we have the same spirit that was in Jesus lives within us. The spirit of God. And now the fruit of the spirit can flow through. This is how Jesus operated all the time, was walking in the spirit of God. That's why he had joy. He could have joy going to the cross because he had faith in God's word saying, I'll be raised from the dead. I know this. I believe this. I have the power to overcome any trial or temptation because through his whole ministry, through his entire life, he was tested and tried like us all the time. Mitch, I'm, I'm putting myself, my thoughts are taking me back to the time of Christ, and I'm trying to imagine myself being drawn by this and seeing the miracles. And, and I suppose a lot of those people there were impressed because they got fed from two fishes and five loaves. And we today get drawn out of that darkness that we were in before we were born again by maybe fear. Well, I believe this because I don't want to go to hell. That's okay to get born that way, but we don't want you to stay there. We want you to grow in God's love and joy and all those things that are in you now. So the people in, in Christ's day, some of them were drawn by what they were seeing in the natural. The flesh. Man, when I got born again, I was presented with the gospel, more or less turn or burn. And I didn't want to go to hell. I accepted Jesus, and Jesus loved me in that. But there was a heart change that went on. Something happened in my spirit because I was changed. I became a seeker after that, a true seeker. When you're born again by the Spirit of God, now He wooed you, He brought you into this kingdom. No matter if you came in in a selfish way or, or a humble way. He loves us unconditionally, and he wants all of this for us. Yes. This joy and peace, and it's our being steadfast and patient and, and enduring. Long-suffering, yeah. yes. Self-control, yeah. all so, those things. I guess it, it doesn't matter how you got born again. I mean, what led you up to that it's point? It's understanding what you now have in you yes. that's what's going to set you free. Yes, and I didn't know that for years because I wasn't taught. And that's one of the reasons I believe we're doing these teachings is to help people press in beyond that now, beyond that born-again experience. From that fleshly experience you're talking about, that carnal mindset, now we're wanting to walk in the Spirit of God. Yes. That's what we're wanting people to get revelation of is walking in the spirit of God, understanding, even though you can't see this physically, this born again experience, it's in you spiritually. That your spirit has been renewed. That's why Jesus came so that we could have relationship with our father again. He came so that we could begin to see who he was not only in the spiritual realm, but as we renew our mind to that awesome gift that he's given us, it manifests in our lives and we share it with people and there's signs and wonders. People are healed and more people are drawn into that relationship. And that's what it's all about, that relationship with a loving God. This is why he wants us to have, to understand where the testings come from, that we have faith to overcome any trial. We can have patience to overcome any trial. That's we can, why we should go on to verse 6. 
But let him, verse 6, but let him ask in faith. That's believing God's word. We have to have an understanding of God's word, believing by faith. Like we had saving faith. Now we're moving on beyond that now. We're yes. moving beyond the cross. Now we're moving forward. Yes. Understanding I'm saved by grace through faith, through Jesus, through the love of God. And now we're moving forward with no doubting. That is key. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For I'm just going to continue to read because yes. I want to go down to awesome. verse 8. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, there's a lot we got to discuss here. Yeah. First of all, when you get born again, Satan comes to steal that seed. He wants uh, to create doubt in your mind. Yes, and then we can refer to Luke chapter 8, the seed, the parable of the sower. Sure. We won't go there, but this is what happens. Folks need to go read that parable, this parable, and see Satan's coming all the time. He's the tempter. Keep this in your mind. He's the tempter. He's the one that's always trying to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to steal that word from you. He's trying to put double-mindedness in you. Absolutely. And the double-mindedness is where your thoughts are. Yes. He wants you to revert back to the flesh is what he wants you to do because he controls that. Yes. He controls this flesh. And you've just now been born again, stepping out of that flesh realm, and he, he wants to hold you there. <laughs> yes, he wants to keep you captive. Yep. But we're no longer held captive. That's right. We are now free by the Holy Spirit of God. That's why we get that scripture in us, so that we can throw it at him. John 10.10. 10. You come to steal and destroy, devil, but God came that I had life and life more abundantly. And yes. that abundant life is that joy and that peace. And There's that joy again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That joy and peace we now have through understanding. We have to have a revelation knowledge to have joy, peace, faith, all those things. We have to receive revelation knowledge through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because in verse 5, God says, if any of you lack wisdom, I'll give it to you. Right. You have to be seeking me to receive this wisdom. You have to be seeking through word, the word. You have to be seeking through prayer. You have to be seeking in order for this to activate in your mind, because what you're doing is reprogramming your mind to the things of God now, to where eventually we begin to mature and mature in our mind, where our thoughts, our mind, our emotions, our imaginations, everything about us begins to be focused in on God. Our faith begins to increase, our patience increase, our joy will increase, all this, where I'm no longer relying upon my old way of thinking of the flesh, and now I'm relying on the power and the Spirit of God. This is what gives you victory. So when the trials come against you, everyday trials, you're able to see this and be able to overcome, because you understand now, because your mind's been reprogrammed. Right. and. Satan is the prince of this world, this fallen world. You mentioned Luke 8. I went to Mark 4, and it's that parable of the sower. Yes. And Jesus is telling these people, it's very familiar, maybe I should read part of it. He taught them things by parables, and this is Mark 4, and I'm in 4, 4 says, And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Some fell on stony ground, and of course it didn't come up, and some fell on thorns, and some fell on good ground, and 
But what I want to get down to here is this apostles wanted him to explain this. And he said unto them in verse 13, Know ye not this parable? Then if you don't know this parable, then how will you know all parables? This is the verse 14. The sower sows the word. So as you begin this walk into the revelation of God, you have to sow the word into your life. And that's what James is beginning to tell us here in this book, is that we sow this word, we know that there'll be trials, but through faith and patience, endurance, steadfastness, no matter what comes, the word of God is always true. What Jesus is trying to explain here is he's trying to remove the double-mindedness yes. by planting the seed, right? this new seed in our mind. And the seed is the Word of God. And James is telling us to protect that seed, because it, if, it, if it's not protected, it won't grow. It won't grow. Those testings are trying to pull that seed out. Which is Satan. Satan's testing us. Yes. He's always tempting us, and he's trying to remove the seed. Exactly. And what the parable is saying, along with James, we ask God for wisdom we, by faith, and we stand on this. Our double-mindedness will go away where Satan can no longer, as he's trying to tempt us throughout our daily walk, he'll no longer be able to, to remove that seed. It'll stay within us. The more we mature in this understanding of the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Yes. What we want to leave the listeners with is to have an understanding that the, the trials we go through do not come from God. The trials are from Satan through everyday walk of life. And the testing is, do I have a dependency upon God? And if you do, your faith will increase to where you have patience and will overcome the trial. Yes. This is what we want to leave the listeners with today. Amen.